Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with the game of the year. You asked for it. They gave it. We'll tell you everything we learned from the boys and the birds, and it is a lot. Plus, Burroughs, Bengals, best the Bills. We'll tell you why that sound you hear is a window slamming shut in western New York. And then lots of fun in Frankfurt. Should Miami's team change its name from Dolphins to Paper Tigers? Oh, all that and a whole lot more. Let's do it on a Monday. Look who's here. The big swagger. Is it on a Monday? Oh, he's ready to go. Marcus is fired No pun intended with the suit. Oh, no, absolutely not. He's looking good. We are feeling good. Rex and RC ready to roll. What a day it was in the National Football League. And taking center stage with the NFC East rivals. Late afternoon spot. You couldn't ask for more than Dak and Jalen. Late afternoon in Philadelphia. And the game lived up. Eagles down 14-7. Late in the half. Push, push, touchdown. Unstoppable play, man. Only way you stop it is if they mess it up, okay? That was Philly. We knew it. Three total touchdowns for Hurts on the day. But then this, scary. Micah Parsons, the sack. RC, the knee of Jalen Hurts. It's not about the sack. It's Jalen Hurts' left knee. We see him down on the ground. Micah Parsons just finished it. But this shows the way that Jalen Hurts fights coming out from adversity in the second half. Cowboys up three at halftime. But then here comes Hurts. And here's Devontae Smith in the end zone. Dying. Attack the edges. I have another guy that can catch balls long, long way down the field. And that was Devontae Smith because they decided to cover A.J. Brown. Yeah, that's right. A.J. had just 66 yards receiving, but this touchdown. The RPO, when he gets the football in his hand, he turns into a running back. Touchdown, Philadelphia. All right, Eagles up 11. Fourth quarter, that's the score. Fourth down. When they say it's a game of inches, this is the game they meant. Listen, this is a play. It should be a touchdown. Have to catch it on the other shoulder. Great job by Reed Blankenship fighting through the pick and getting to the play. You saw it. Luke Schoonmaker was an inch short. Cowboys then get it back. They get down the field again. This time, Dak is able to get them in the end zone. That's Jalen Tolbert at 28-23. They're going to go for the two. Swagoo, when they say football is a game of inches, this is the game they had in mind. so many unfortunate circumstances. This is great by Dak. He sees the opening. He takes the lane. Unfortunately, a toe out of bounds. If he was pigeon-toed, he would have got in, (laughs) Swagoo. Cowboys have to use use their timeouts. Rex, a butt fumble. It's never happened in the NFL before. <laughs> never seen a play like that in my life. Oh, over the Eagles fall on it. Thank goodness, Brandon Graham says. So the Eagles got a punt. Cowboys, 46 seconds left. At their own 15-yard line, they're done. Right? Wrong. Absolutely. Just throw it up. Interference. Is this a good call? This is a great call. It's an underthrown ball. We see Gallup fighting back to make the catch. Bradbury, unfortunate. Very next play. It's Dak. It's Jake Ferguson on the sideline. Yes. 
plus tack on 15 yards for looking in the direction of the quarterback. And so the Cowboys are the Eagles' 25-yard line. 30 seconds left. It's Dak. It's C.D. Lamb, who had 11 catches for a buck 91. Marcus, at this moment, is there any question the Cowboys are going to win the oh, game? Oh, gee, I'm in there now. Like, I'm, I'm in the room, literally jumping up and down, FaceTiming R.C., but he won't answer the damn phone. All right. <laughs> Whose fault is this? This is Terrence Steele's fault, okay? This is your offensive tackle. You need to understand. Give him a second to get But can we chip? Can we chip? Final play. You have to throw the ball into the end zone. Oh, and it ends there. Once again, the Cowboys run out of time. Eagles win a thriller. Dak, talk to me. Sucks. We're going to take it. Uh, We're going to move forward and and uh, use use. Use the fight, use a lot of the, the success. A lot, a lot of good things came out of this game despite the loss. You, you want to come in this game, everybody in the locker room believed, uh, and, and we still do, don't get me wrong. We're getting better. I, I can promise you that, and we're going to continue to get better. Um, there's, there's not, yeah, we're, we're getting better, and we're, we're okay. We're damn sure okay. All right, we have plenty. Kick your feet up. We have plenty of time this morning to dive into every angle of this game. Let's start with that man, Dak Prescott. Everything, every big game he plays is a referendum on him. What did we learn? What we learned is that Dak Prescott can show up in championship moments. That Dak Prescott isn't going to be the reason this team doesn't have an opportunity to win a ring. Every time we watch one of these games is, can Dak Prescott show us he's the quarterback to take the Dallas Cowboys to the top? Last night he showed that. You think about the championship sequences that were just missed by the inches you talked Mm -hmm. about. The pass to the tight end that's right on the goal line. Dak Prescott's foot being out of bounds on an amazing scramble. But what we saw from him yesterday is standing across from another elite quarterback, you can outplay him. Standing across from an elite defense, I can be the reason we make plays that go above and beyond the X's and O's. This is what we've been waiting on for Dak Prescott. And if you're Stephen A. Smith, you felt like you were going to get the monumental fall that you're always waiting on. (laughs) The last two weeks, Dak Prescott has played out of his mind. Dak Prescott spoke confidently throughout the entire week in every presser. And you were just waiting to say, see, I told you again, he's throwing it to the other team. Look at him again, that Eli Manning look on his face. We didn't get that from Dak Prescott. We got a player that showed he could be amongst the elite. So now the rest of the Dallas Cowboys need to step up and help him get there. I thought he was the best player on the field yesterday until those final 30 seconds and then everything went wrong. But you made a point about championship games and championship plays. Figure out a way to win those games. And that's what Philly did. Look, Dallas right now is in this crazy space with Dak Prescott because he's playing well enough from the quarterback position to RC's point for them to win. Gee, they give you a DPI they give you a personal foul on a quarter, a rough in the passer. You get to the six-yard line, and you end up taking your last play from the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. Championship teams don't do that. They go and they capitalize. I'll ask you this question. If that was San Francisco in that situation, are we, are we celebrating San Francisco win today? For sure. Absolutely. If that's Philly in that situation, are we celebrating a Philly win in that situation? Those are the things that the Dallas Cowboys have to overcome in order to be in that conversation. So who gets the smoke for that? Is it the quarterback? Is it the coach? Who do we point the finger at? It's a plethora of people. Late in the game, the delay a game, I put it on the coaches and the quarterback. The other ones, you get a false start. Can't do it. It's a mature – Rex, you coached. You, you You were a head coach in the NFL with a successful team. 
You practice not false starting. You go through cadence. You do all of that stuff during the week, and the coach get the brunt of the blame. The bottom line is when we on the six-yard line, we have to score a touchdown. Yeah. And if we don't score a touchdown, it can't be because of what we did. It needs right. to be because the defense stopped us. No, 100%. You're, you're, you're right. And But if you're going to blame the, the head coach, it clearly is the, uh, you, the, the clock, how you handle yeah. the clock situation. Right. But – the right tackle is the guy that gave up the sack. Hell yeah. Right. Absolutely. They're giving him a billion dollars. Can you not hold out for a little more than that? And <laughs> you can say, yeah, we can chip. Well, okay, come on. At, at some point, the guy's got to win. He's got to win. Yeah. He has to win. And then the false start, that's on the that's on the player. All right? I would have never said it as coach. I would have taken every damn bullet. Yeah. All right? He ain't going to take every bullet, but I, I would <laughs> All right? But th- that's it. I, I'll say this. In that game right there, the best thing that happened was Dak Prescott was unbelievable. Right. And you know what the worst thing is? What? That Dak was Prescott was unbelievable. What does that mean? Because you still never won. Right. Yeah. He's never going to play better than that. All right? And, and look, to me, Dak Prescott has never been the problem, I feel. I'll, I'll say this. The way he's played the last three weeks, like R.C. said, I think this is the best version of Dak Prescott yeah. we've seen since he had the Agreed. injury. Finally, how many times, R.C., have I sat up there, Greeny, and said, use your legs. Absolutely. Use your legs. Well, guess what? He's using them. And you know what? C.D. Lamb, monster game, monster game uh, by C.D. Lamb. All right, some of these other players, I still want to see the the second-best receiver on your team get more involved. But that's it right there, what we were talking about. When Philadelphia realized A.J. Brown is getting covered up in double team. Yep. They said, okay, this is a Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard game. When Dallas, when before Dallas Goddard got hurt, he was working Lewis in the slot and making plays. They had other people that they could build a plan around. Once CD left and Dak didn't go to 87 Ferguson, who had some really good catches, the offense went away. Right. What did we see in the playoffs last year? Same. Same thing. Right. This, this is one of those examples. This is one that I put on Dak Prescott because of what had recently transpired in the game. CeeDee Lamb and Ferguson were your biggest threats and your biggest targets, and we know that Philly has been struggling in the middle of the field. Fourth this down. is the fourth down. Look at, look at Jake Ferguson in the middle of the field right yeah. now. Like, th- these are the situations where this is the one that I put on deck. I get it. CD double team, you taught to go away, go opposite side, find the man coverage. 87 has been winning right. the entire game. This is about playmaking, not plays. And these are the type of situations when you start thinking about championship teams again. Those are the ones you got to make. You got to see your tight end wide open. You don't think Joe Burrow makes that throw? You don't think Patrick Mahomes makes that throw? You don't think Jalen Hurts makes that throw in that situation? Those are the ones where you say, if we could have one back and we could think about situational football and the guys that's been having success throughout the game, I'm going to look for 88 first and 87 because the game calls for And the other piece is this, though. Even with C.D. Lamb being the focus, he went crazy. Yeah. So, 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 so let's not get into the conversation that C.D. Lamb didn't do or wasn't available to do what you needed to do. In that moment, with that play, Dak Prescott made a decision. But it also goes to people being able to win. You mentioned that once A.J. Brown was taken away, yeah. you went to Devontae Smith. He's also a top 10 pick. Absolutely. He's also a former Heisman Trophy winner. And Rex talked about it in the meeting. You go out and you get Brandon. Cooks. Rex said, I picked this team to be better because of that. 
Where is he in this moment? And I understood and I understand that Tobert made some plays for you down the stretch. And so maybe if you're Dak Prescott, you feel comfortable with that. But it's about matchups. You have a matchup in the middle with Ferguson against a backup DB in Elias Ricks. Or you have him matched up against a linebacker. Give him an opportunity to make a play. But when you're Mike McCarthy, whether it's the penalties, whether it's the delay of games, whatever it is, the clock management, there are some times when you're talking to your quarterback, you say, if they're on CD, let's get it to Ferguson. Absolutely. It's about that level of communication and competency in the moment. But it should be, let's get it to Cooks. That's what it should be. That's great point. And that's Brandon what I – Brandon Cooks, I don't understand. He's been a 1,000-yard receiver for every team in the National Football League. Yep. <laughs> every all right? team. Every team. He bounces around all over the place. Why the hell isn't he the number two receiver on this football team? It drives me crazy. And, look, I'm going to say this. I know exactly why Dak Prescott went away because there were three over two. His yep. best two players were sandwiched together, yep. as you mentioned, Ferguson and CD, and CD were sandwiched together, and they're three on two. He's not. He's going to he's have re, to read. Numbers. He's going to have to read that. The X receiver is by himself. That used to be Gallup. No way in hell you throw it there. Right. Well, now they put Tolbert over there yeah. to play the X. That's uh-huh. why the ball went to the X receiver. And he knows he's getting one-on-one over there. And if you're worth your, your salt you and as an X receiver, you win in that situation. But, but Rick, see, 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 there is where my problem lies, right? Why isn't that Cooks? But, but I understand Cooks are, and I understand what you're saying. Man, who the best players in this game up until this point? That's my point. Right. Who has been my most nope. effective receivers in this game? Ferguson and C.D. Lamb. And why didn't you split them? I got you. I, why Rex, wouldn't you split I the formation? You, I understand the three over two, and they doubled C.D. Right. on that play, and Ferguson ended up in man. But I understand the read and the concept from the quarterback. Right. But, but, but let me tell you this. When, when you in a game or when you in a game and we look at the Jets, let's take the Jets, for example, who that ball going to? Going to Garrett yeah, Wilson. Going to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, so you're 100%. saying go to the player, not the play. The player. You let the defense dictate to you, you what you want to do. You let the defense tell you that I'm not going to let my best guy win. I get it. I get that he was double teamed. Ferguson was the second best receiver all game. Let me cut to the no, chase. I get it. Let me cut sure. to the chase. This is how dumb I am. When they had that first down on the six-yard line with 27 seconds left, I actually turned to my wife and I said, holy smoke, they're going to win. Yeah. Whoever – it's almost impossible to imagine that they would run out of time yeah. short of the goal line. But here's what happened. From the moment they had first and goal from the six with 27 seconds left. False start, yep. sack, Incompletion, delay of game, completion short of goal line. And, I want to know whose fault is that. And then you go, that's Dallas. That's, that, well, that's right. right. And, 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 and that, then Stephen A. Smith is laughing on a yeah, private jet right. five and, minutes later. And, and, Why? And that's, whose and, fault and that's is that? Fault. It's everybody's fault. And, and I know we don't want to come on these shows and say that, but it starts at Mike McCarthy. It's the same conversation you had two years ago in the wild card round when you don't win against the San Francisco 49ers. The conversation you had in the divisional playoff round last year when you don't beat the San Francisco Francisco 49ers. It is penalties. It is mistakes. It is seemingly seemingly being good enough and having a good enough roster to be in games but not win the yep. big game. Here is why I'm encouraged though, Greeny. Here is why I say when it gets down to the big three because that's what we see it is. It's the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, it's the Dallas Cowboys. We were saying and we felt like Dak Prescott hasn't shown us enough in a big game that he can win it. 
Dak Prescott has not built himself up enough that if we need plays from him, he can make them. That's not a question anymore. Right. Now if it doesn't happen, it's because he didn't show up. It's because he didn't make the plays given the opportunities. But it's not because he's incapable. That's right. the feeling no. you want to have. Right. That's the feeling that the, the, the bravado in the interviews, that the, the, the feeling of confidence that you get from him when you hear him. The reason you saw him smiling after this win, yeah. right, and damn near depressed after the San Francisco 49ers is because of him. him. It's because when he left the field, he was like, if I play like this, we don't have a chance. Michael Parsons can't go be great. We can't go make turnovers on defense. We can't run the football because it doesn't matter because I'm not good enough. He walked away last night saying, I don't care if Jalen Hurts over there. I don't care if Matthew Stafford over there. I'm good enough. And that's the feeling you need. This thing's on the coach. It's always on the coach. coach. When it happens, it's on the coach. Your, Your point about you get a false start. Okay, I get it. It's a player's thing, but no way in hell. Who's going to ultimately who's going to be responsible? <laughs> yeah. the, coach the coach will yeah. always be responsible. Well, the point is it. that in Dallas, it's always either the coach or the quarterback. And yesterday right. we it can't say it's the quarterback. Yeah. Look, I don't know exactly what to make of this. Cindy, put the fourth quarter numbers up there. The Dallas Cowboys dominated the fourth quarter yesterday to a point that is almost ludicrous. The Eagles had 14 yards of total offense in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys had 163, but Dallas Marcus scored six points total on three drives that went inside the 10-yard line. So as Rex said, it's almost like the good news is the bad news. If it's not the quarterback, then who is it? Well, first of all, the red zone issue creeped back in. It's it's creeped back in, and we we had that conversation. But, gee, I understand. Like, last night watching that game, it was such mixed emotion, like we having right here at this desk, because the focus is always Dak Prescott. Right. It's always what is Dak going to do in these situations? Dak was right. The throw to shoemaker was right under yep. pressure. The, the, the run. scramble to try to get in the end zone was right. Stepped out of bounds. You just hustling, trying to make a play. You even think about the last drive with right. the defensive penalty. That's the right throw to make right. yep. in that situation. One-on-one, give your guy a chance. We got to get a chunk yardage play. The next play, you dump off the Ferguson. He goes out of bounds. You see You CD Lamb. Yep. You get to the six-yard line right. as an offense because your quarterback has worked in the last 40 seconds. He got you down there with 27 seconds left right. on the clock. And then we get to the Dallas Cowboys. And what people expect from them. That's why, to your point, that's why Stephen A can laugh. Right. What can go wrong will go wrong. So so what do you you do when you have a right tackle that's getting whipped so fast you can't get to the second player in your profession? We gotta sit up. But you gave it, but you gave him millions of dollars. You guaranteed him money, Sway. And and it was it was a it was a situation. It's not like this was the first time we saw Terrence Steele get beat like a drum. Brandon Graham came in and got a sack. Um, right on him as soon as he came yes. in the game. Therein lies my what I always scream about and people get mad at me. And to your point, Rex, if it's not going to be Cooks, then who? This game, when you get to these games, we talked about real rivalries. Players over plays, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, it's players over plays. And the worst thing, we, Philly self-imploded. Yeah. We watched but the Philadelphia Eagles self-implode on the last possession. My point was this. You were talking about championship medal and, you know, how the Dallas just doesn't have but Philly does. Philly has it all right to have three penalties on the yeah. last drive. Yeah. To yeah. have a butt fumble. <laughs> and that's champions. They've swallowed the olive. I was sitting back going, this team's choking. And that, to me, like, this team's 8-1. Yeah. yeah. 
And last year, what? Were you greeny? They started out, what, with 9 and 0, 10 and 0, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so much farther away than that. Why? Like, hey, Rick, they don't look the same. I'm glad you explained what the hell swallow, swallow the olive. Yeah, yeah. well, like, I, you know, I, I don't drink martinis. I ain't got that I'm just money. saying, because to me, this thing right here, I was looking at like, oh, hell. Yeah. And, and to me, here's what I see. That, like, Dallas has moved this thing way closer than it needs to be. They played on the road. And, and, I mean, really, you oh. saw those fourth-quarter stats. Yeah. What, this they play, but the, anyway. the, the other thing is this, though, y'all. Like, like, we're asking what's wrong with Philly because it's not as pretty as it, it was last winning. year. Still and their run. quarterback is hurt, but they're winning. And they're yeah. every time but, they win, they're putting themselves closer to hosting playoff games and closer to their quarterback being healthy. And if they but, get there, it's like, damn, who beats them? Well, that's a, the thing. They better host these playoff games. In, in my opinion, because it's a big uh, – they play so much better at home, all right? I mean, huge advantage at home than being on the road. But I'll say this. There's – I'm concerned with these. that damn defense. They got – that, that yeah. Philly's defense, look, five starters. You know, they lost five guys, new coordinator. That's a vanilla-ass defense. And to me, you let Dak Prescott and company carve you up for 400 yeah. yards passing. Everybody Absolutely. Carving them up. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, I was about to say. They're 8-1, and no one can figure out how. All right, stay right where you are. We have so much more on this game to come, so much more on what was probably the best Sunday of the season. If you weren't up late last night, Burrow and the Bengals get a big win. Is that the best team in the NFL? Has the window closed in Buffalo on the other side? Is it time to retool around Josh Allen? We'll get to the bottom of that. And everything else, don't move. It's a jam-packed Monday. Get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Get Up is brought to you by the CMA Awards, live Wednesday, 8, 7 Central on ABC. All right, you asked for it, you got it. Stephen A. Smith on a private jet, laughing. I know but they didn't want to see this video of me right now, and that's why I made it. <laughs> I know y'all thought y'all had it, didn't you? You thought you had it. You thought that when you got the ball back with 47 seconds left and you were driving downfield. Especially after that late hit on Dak Prescott. You thought you were going to do it, did you? You thought you were going to do it. <laughs> he is so annoying. Uh, I thought they was going to do it, too. Don't miss Stephen A. and Shannon with us live as we continue. Micah Parsons had strong words after this game. You need to hear him. Thanks. Back on Get Up, don't forget Jets and Chargers tonight. And during Monday Night Football, tune in as Marvel Studios debuts the final trailer for the Marvels only in theaters this Friday. In the meantime, we can marvel one more time at the final drive. Cowboys-Eagles yesterday. In case you're just joining us, just a quick recap. The Cowboys took it over deep in their own territory with no timeouts remaining. But they moved down the field thanks in large part to big penalties from the Eagles. Listen, this is a great play. You throw the ball, underthrown. Gallup comes back to catch it. It's a play on Bradbury. Here he steps up in the, in the pocket, finds Ferguson. Late hit by Hassan Reddick. And so now they're really in business as you see Reddick there just deigning to touch the quarterback in the wrong moment, and that adds 15 yards onto it, and then he's going to find his favorite target, C.D. Lamb, who was magnificent in there, in business, down to the 10-yard line, and we're all thinking, oh my goodness, they're going to win. Then there was an offside penalty on the Eagles, and then things just went completely wrong. Again, the right tackle, Terrence Steele, giving up a critical sack here, and all that would lead to the final play where one would think you have to throw the ball in the end zone, and they don't. And so once again, the Dallas Cowboys run out of time. Stop me if you've heard that before. That said, if you're co- contemplating blaming the quarterback, don't tell that to Micah Parsons. That's a freaking warrior. There's multiple times I was like, that's Dak mother Prescott, bro. Like, he's a dog. He a warrior. Um, was, I got unbelievable amount of confidence in him. I thought he had a great game. Um, you know, I think people need to put more respect on him. He outplayed everyone today. Before we get to the tape, was Dak Prescott the best player on the field out of the 106 players yesterday? Was he the best player on the field? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? It, and it wasn't, it wasn't close either. Like, we, we can have conversations about the plays that were made by certain individuals, but from one quarter through four, he was the best player on the field last year. Show me some tape. Well, listen, Dak Prescott is a guy we've been asking a lot from, and he gave you that, especially in the fourth quarter yesterday. 21 plays. A run by Dak Prescott and 20 dropbacks. But it started early on in the game. And I'm going to do my Dan impression. You know Dan like stands stand up, up yeah. and get ready. Right here on the snap, watch CeeDee Lamb. He's going to give Dak Prescott his eyes right now. But Dak knows he's going to get the post corner. He waits. Watch this throw right on the money to CeeDee Lamb. And let's watch it up close because Dak Prescott 
Has to have the patience through the route. He shakes Eli Ricks, gets the football over him. Now, this is what Dak is doing that we hadn't seen from him. Hassan Reddick, right on the outside. He's been beating dude like a drum the entire game. He gets there. Dak escapes, steps up in the pocket, and I want you to see the anticipation and touch on this throw. As C.D. Lamb uncovers, he's not open. Dak Prescott has to throw him open, and that's what the great quarterbacks do. Now, the red zone, you have an issue. You can't run. We're going to get a mesh concept. On the mesh concept, you want to try to hit one of your wide receivers where he can still keep running, get you yards after the catch. Great job by the Philadelphia Eagles in a zone man or a zone concept, manning out the people underneath. He gets outside of the pocket. Now, I want you to see this throw from behind the quarterback. Mm. As Tobert uncovers, he leads him to the sideline. It's a perfect throw. When he gets to the sideline, everybody's tapping him right now because they know that he's that dude. I want you to listen to the messaging from the locker room early on this season. People, Michael Parsons, whoever it was, wasn't talking about Dak Prescott the way they did after the game last night. Mm -hmm. That's what he needed. That's what this team needed. Now it's time to put it all together because Michael Parsons needs to show up like the Sweats and the Brandon Grahams that we saw late in the game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Outstanding tape. And so, Lex, let's finish this again by going all the way back to the first thing you said. The good news is he can't play better than that. The bad news is he probably can't play better than that, and they still come up short. Are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender this year? Absolutely. They are. Absolutely. You play that game at, in your home building, all right, you probably win that game. There's a lot of, you know, if, ands, and buts or whatever. But I'm telling you right now, they're going to be one of the teams at the end. They, we may see three games with Philly and Dallas. May I give you that, please, sir? So yes. you can sing a solo for us. A little trouble with the microphone. You're saying that if they're playing at home, they're absolutely a team to beat. Absolutely. Yeah. They're right. absolutely the team to beat. <laughs> okay, okay, fair right. I I did. Did. No, Mike fell. Like, Keep hanging on to it. Oh, yeah. It Something yeah, bad happened. Right. Okay. Roll the next highlight and we'll get that <laughs> fixed for you. Bills <laughs> and I Bengals you. last I do night. a lot. I do a lot. Guys. <laughs> I thought you were Our BSing team. me. <laughs> I do a lot here. Oh, it actually just fell off. It just fell off. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. There we go. All right, whose fault is – you know what? Can I tell you – hold on, before you roll the next highlight, can I just say I blame Mike McCarthy for that. I feel like Mike McCarthy deserves the blame for Rex's mic falling off. Okay, you to stay up late last night, Bills, Bengals, Sunday night football. We all know what the storyline is here. First and foremost, DeMar Hamlin, thank goodness for him, right? The last time these teams were in Cincinnati, we all remember what happened. So wonderful to see him there, even though he wasn't active. Now we go to the game. Opening drive for the Bengals. Joe Burrow leads them right down the field. Because he does everything you're supposed to do at the court quarterback position, big throw to Irv Smith in the corner. That is all touched by Joe Burrow, and we jigging. Bengals up by 7 to nothing. ensuing drive. Josh Allen. Oh, look at the point! Marcus, is he a point there? Yeah, I ain't mad at Josh Allen. It's a swerve on <laughs> Bills tie the game at 7. When you're bigger than the defender. But it's Burrow. He just, yesterday he found everybody. We got a small sample size. No tight end had caught a touchdown for this team the entire year. Two early on in the first half. Drew Sample there. It's 21-7 Cincinnati at the half. Then fourth quarter. It's all nice when you jump over people until that happens. Until you fumble it. Jermaine Pratt, two weeks in a row. 
Big second half turnovers. He punches the ball out. Dalton Kincaid is going to be Ooh. a great player, but he better understand if you're in the air, you have an opportunity to get bust up. So it's a two-touchdown lead for Cincinnati. Josh Allen trying to bring his team back. Stephon Diggs, yes, start. 24-16, they go for the two. They get it. So it's a one-possession game. Can the Bengals run the four-minute offense and run out the clock? The answer is yes. The answer is absolutely yes. The last two weeks, Joe Mixon has been huge for this team. Healthy Joe Burrow, light boxes. Joe Mixon exploits it. Okay, wait a minute. So the, the Bengals get a win. They're red hot now. They've been playing as well as anyone in the NFL. But what is that? I feel like I hear a distant sound coming from western New York. Oh. RC, what is that sound I'm hearing? Retool it. Start it over. This year's over. Window shut. The Buffalo Bills window is shut this year. And he should shut it because if you're in western New York, it's going to be cold as hell anyway. That's right. When you think about cold, this cold. team and the way that this season started and you looked at this roster, it's just not the same roster. And it's no disrespect to Sean McDermott, no disrespect to Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. But when you become what they've become defensively, when you struggle to score points offensively because – so many times the last four or five weeks, we've looked at the final score for the Buffalo Bills and the way that they've eked out points late, but they haven't been able to score and they don't have a defense right now that could create stops. When the last drive started, the first thing that the Cincinnati Bengals do is throw a deep post corner to Tyler Boyd. You know why? Because you have no fear. You have no fear that you can't protect. You have no fear that there's someone on the outside that can lock up man-to-man. And when you get rid of Leslie Frazier or when Leslie Frazier takes a break and Sean McDermott takes over, he takes over thinking he's going to have Tredavious White. Mm. He takes over thinking he's going to have Matt Milano. Mm. You give Tremaine Edmonds leave, leaves in free agency. You don't have those dogs anymore. And offensively right now, when you can't run the football, and you're saying, Josh Allen, go be everything. But yet you know, when you ask him to go be everything, he is going to make mistakes. You're putting your team in a situation where you cannot compete with the elite, and that's what we're seeing from the Buffalo Bills. Well, this quarterback can compete with anybody. All right, there's no question about that. We We all recognize that. So is the window closing? This year, you're right, RC, you talk about that defense. Well, let's look at it statistically. In 2021, they they were number one in the league. Mm. Last year, seven. All right, get rid of uh, Leslie Frazier. Leave of absence. Uh, I don't I don't understand that one. Right. But now they're 18th. I don't need to hear about Tre'Davious White. He wasn't there last year either. Okay. Injuries happen in this game, but you certainly can't overcome. You know, Milano going down or whatever. This team's not. They're 18th. Yeah. That ain't going to get it done. When Kansas City's better on defense, yes. when all these teams are getting Baltimore, better, Baltimore's yeah. better on defense, yep. you don't have the defense. So let's say this. When you've got Josh Allen 15 years, your windows are going to open and yes, close. Always By will. no means is he done. But right. they may have to retool this yes. iteration of them around him. That said, let's talk about the other quarterback last mm. night. What are we seeing right now in Joe Burrow and the Bengals? He's the second-best quarterback in the NFL, and I grapple with this between him and Lamar because I think Lamar's impact on his football yeah, team huge. is probably more valuable than anybody's in the league, outside of Pat, obviously. But Burrow is healthy, and we all knew it was coming. Yeah. We all knew once this calf could, could, could really – carry the full brunt of playing a position at a very high level. You see the scrambling ability. Sometimes we forget that Joe Burrow is an athletic quarterback yeah, as well. Right. Not deemed dual threat, but he can get out of harm's way. A week ago, he converted some big third down yep. conversions with his legs. But I'll tell you this. is what RC said at the beginning. 
Man, he, he ain't going to blink, bro. We've been saying this since LSU. Remember when we sat there and smoked cigars? Yeah. He will not blink. When Joe Burrow got the ball back against yeah. Buffalo, <laughs> there was no doubt in his mind right. that Buffalo wasn't getting the ball back. Yep. He, just, he knew it, and he's going to do whatever it takes to win a football game. It don't matter what happens. That's He's going to do what he takes. Yeah. You said that in our meeting like, today. Like, yeah. like, 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 that's what I love about Joe Burrow. Whether I got five yards or 500 yards, I'm going to make the right, right play, play every yeah. single time. If I got to throw it two yards, I'll do that. If I have to throw it behind the line of scrimmage, I'll do that. If I have to just rush outside of the pocket so we don't take a loss. There's a play last, last night where there's a rusher that comes free. He just throws the football away. And you hear Chris Collinsworth say, those are the sorts of plays that don't show up on the stat sheet and they don't it's because he doesn't take a loss it's because I'm not worried about necessarily getting all the glory and what we saw last night was 348 yards one of the best wide receivers in the entire world only has 41 yep. because the Buffalo Bills decided we're going to take him away that's all right you bring Razul Douglas in you're going to sit him on that other side with T Higgins well I'm going to eat your face up yep. the entire <laughs> night yep. that's what I love about Joe Brex who did you tell me this morning he reminds you of oh gosh I mean, flashbacks, man. I mean, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. And everything about him, the decision-making that he makes on the field, the calmness, the poise, well, he's never out of a game, and he knows how to put you away. The other thing is how he's done the locker room. Arguably, yeah. like when you talk about the impact that Lamar Jackson has on yeah. his football team, yeah, Same no way. bigger impact than Joe Burrow because I can assure you the day he got drafted, they that team stunk. stunk. Yeah. They absolutely stunk for years and years. He came in there, changed the entire organization. And, and also, too, look at this. What's the difference between Joe Burrow's press conferences when they're 0-2 and he can barely walk Zero. as compared to last night? Yeah. Zero. Zero. 100% poise, composure, focus on winning the next football game yep. because the last one is over. That's because where did he go to college? I can't remember. LSU. Oh, that's right. All right, as we continue <laughs> in a moment. Gumbo. Mahomes and the Chiefs got Gumbo yesterday, but we'll tell you why they need to fix their Profit offense fake. and quickly. That's Hurricanes. And if they're coming up, because the, does the Dolphins lost is just a troubling trend. Is Miami really as good as we thought they were? I'm at Yak. Back in a moment. He's <laughs> on that Yak. Yeah. Yeah. Back on Get Up. It was the best NFL Sunday of the season. Let's race through all this action. It began early in the morning for us. Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14. They improved to 7-2. Miami is 0-3 against winning teams. Marcus, what's the biggest takeaway? Chiefs have a problem on offense, man. Yeah. And, it, and it's a real problem. Last year, we saw them struggle early on, but you could see the remnants. You could see that it would get going. I still walked away from this game. And I want to give Miami defense credit, but I walked away from this game saying those missed opportunities that the Chiefs are having right now have been a reoccurring theme throughout the first weeks of this season, and it doesn't look like it's getting fixed. Now, 15 is there, so we give them all benefit of the doubt. And Andy Reid, and we trust in the process and the history. But Pat is even frustrated with how this game, these games are playing out from a wide receiver position. He's doing this more now than we've seen him early in season. Running, yeah. He usually don't get to this until the playoffs or well, late in the season. They, they, they've turned Patrick Mahomes into a dink and dunk quarterback. Yeah. Right, you have Travis Kelsey, who's your number one, who is no longer the explosive threat he used to be. Say that again. It's a, 
Travis Kelsey is no longer the explosive threat he used to be. He's a number one. He's a security blanket. He's a guy that can catch you in volumes. He no longer scares you down the field. Right. And so now that you don't have that from him and in that position, who else is going to bring it? And right now they cannot find that explosivity with the quarterback who is ultimately talented. And yet they continue to win games. So we'll worry about them a little less. But Rex, I gave you the number a moment ago. The Dolphins are 0-3 against teams with a winning right. record. Some people will say they're a quote-unquote fraud. What do you say? I say they better play at home because here's the difference, all right? The way that – and it's their motion. It's not just that home field with the – like I always say, is the biggest uh, in the league advantage. But it's their motion doesn't time up. Here's, here's a uh, stat for you. They average 43.5 points a game at home. They're 4-0. On the road, they're 2-3. and They average 22 points a game. Explain why specifically that is with this offense. Because all that fancy motion where they're basically going, they're trying to time it where you got Tyreek Hill going full speed towards the line of scrimmage. You can't do that on the road because of the the crowd noise. It doesn't play out. So they better find a way of doing it right here. And also, too, if you look at that motion, the teams that have beat them, the three teams that have won, they don't react to it. Right, They all play cover two. If you see, they're just expanding in the zones, not reacting to it. And what you have to have when you get behind, right? They've been behind three times. You have to have a quarterback that's not only willing to extend plays, but can. When things can't be on time, when you can't take the first read, when you can no longer take what the defense gives you because you have to go take something from the defense, Tua Tungvaloa cannot do that right now, and that's why they should. But, R.C., the motion is way different on the road than it is at home because you don't have it. People have got to even up to to balance it up or you're going to get an illegal uh, motion. What what I've been saying about the Miami Dolphins, and – Maybe contextually has been wrong, but I've always talked about Tua after his first read. And really what I'm getting at is we know that in the league today offensively to be explosive consistently, your quarterback got to be able to move. When the situation calls for it, Tua is phenomenal from the pocket. He has nothing outside of that right now. Next 10 plays. So that's one game. The next one in Houston, C.J. Stroud is him. He threw for a rookie record 470 yards yesterday, five touchdown passes, and the game winner with six seconds remaining. Rex, talk to me about this rookie. Yeah, one of the baddest dudes I've ever seen as a rookie. Joe Burrow never did this as a rookie. Like, this is unbelievable, uncharted waters uh, that we see this rookie quarterback. He clearly, you know, that's why he was taken with the first overall pick, head and shoulders, right? Oh, that's right. He's heading shoulders <laughs> a guy in a high-speed league. What the hell are you doing taking somebody over this guy? I don't get it. He clearly was the best guy. And uh, Show me tape. Yeah, so what I loved about C.J. Stroud was getting the football. And those first through pat, few passes of the last drive, you kind of get those because they're playing soft defensively. Once you cross the 50, this is where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wanted to stiffen. You're going to get a China 7 here versus a cover 2. Now, you're going to see he's going to attack McCullum. He's going to attack Delaney on the back end. Watch his eyes straight down the middle of the field so now you can hold the safety close to the hash mark. And as Tank Dell pushes up the field, watch how this ball fits right behind the corner, right in front of the safety on the sideline. Tank Dell drags the foot. Now, you're going to get double posts from an empty trips here. And what you're going to get is you're going to see C.J. Stroud is going to start away from the post. And now the, the safety, Delaney, has to be inside of Brown on the first inside post. And you have Colton Davis outside. Right away, he goes to him, gets the football to Tank Dell. 
It's not just the accuracy. It's not the poise. It's not him understanding where to go with the football. It's having it all at one time. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, you know what I'm saying? So many times you're missing one thing. Right now, C.J. Stroud is showing it all as a young rookie. G, well, yeah, G, ahead, G, I want you to read something. Last night when we was in the group chat, yeah. look at that blue right there. Yeah. C.J. Yeah. Stroud about to walk the dog. Watch. I, I, <laughs> I, I sent it to R.C. that we always, on these football Sundays, one of my favorite times, we all in the group chat and we talking watching these games and watching them play out it's a rookie quarterback in Houston with 47 seconds left on the clock and my mind and our minds went to he about to score and win the game yeah, yeah. in what world yeah right in what world do you think that about a guy starting his ninth career game in the NFL, it's because of what he's done all season. And, and, and the context, too, that y'all have to remember, they don't have a kicker. A backup <laughs> no, running back is right. kicking the entire Dude. second half. So it was C.J. Stroud and offense no, the yeah. entire half. Dude. Like, and also, too, he made a kick. Yeah, this happened. Yeah, he, made, he actually made he a made kick. D'Amico Ryan smiled, and I said to myself, well, hell, they going to win. <laughs> yeah. If he making kicks. If, if this game was played by the Cowboys and Eagles, we'd be making a 30 for 30 about it. it was just, <laughs> that was the best game. But if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If I have a China 7 against your cover 2, I'm in trouble. But if you've got the double post against my empty trips, I've got you dead <laughs> against right. quarters. I've, I've, said it, I've said it a hundred times. Atlanta yesterday, Josh Dobbs rallying the Vikings good day, TV. past the Falcons <laughs> five days after being acquired in a trade. He did not know the names of his teammates. He took a combined total. Of zero reps with the first team in practice this week. He played basically the entire game and won it. Josh Dobbs, in a weird way, has become my favorite player in the NFL. Joshua Dobbs is showing people right now I should play in this league for two decades until I want to go fly rockets. Yeah. Right? Because (laughs) what he was able to do with, like, (laughs) what you want from a backup quarterback is, the least amount of reps you can still go out and perform if your numbers call. He had the least amount possible. The only other thing was to show up that morning mm-hmm. and to go on the field, to be on the sideline, teaching the offensive linemen your cadence, to not know their name, and to find a way to win this football game. It's purely instinct. It's purely just understanding how to play football. He was a little league look, quarterback. Look at my man, look at my man learning. That's his first snap. He's learning. That's his first snap ever in Minnesota. Man, I love to give him the game ball at the end, and all his teammates are like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to be kidding me. And you're coming in, and honestly, too, though, Kirk Cousins had become something for the Minnesota Vikings yeah. that was larger than just the quarterback position. Yeah. And for Joshua Dobbs to do that, not expecting to play, truly is one of the largest feats of the 100%. weekend. Unbelievable Sunday in the NFL. We'll have plenty more on this, some of the games we didn't get to as we continue. And then a big one tonight on Monday Night Football. It's Justin Herbert and the Chargers. It's Zach Wilson and the Jets. It's 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. Peyton and Eli will be on ESPN, too. Coming up, back to Dak. Played well, didn't quite get it done. Should we feel more or less confident? Don't miss Stephen A. and Shannon live in our next hour. Get up on ESPN.